Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, hey, Delora. What's going on, girl? Hey, Ashley. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. New week, new recap. This week, as we mentioned, we are recapping senior year on Netflix, currently number one in the top 10 movies list, dropped May 13th. It is close to two-hour runtime and a quick summary. A high school cheerleader falls into a coma before her prom. 20 years later, she awakens and wants to return to high school to reclaim her status and become prom queen cast. Rebel Wilson as Steph and Gory Rice as young Steph. The Marthas are played by Mary Holland and Millie Brown. The Tiffany's are played by Zoe Chow and Anna Yi Pwing. Hopefully I got that right. The Seths are played by Sam Richardson and Zaire Adams. The Blaines are played by Justin Hartley and Tyler Bernhardt. Avantika as Janet, Joshua Colley as Yaz, and Chris Parnell as Jim. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes not kind. Critic score was 27%. Audience score was 54%. But Google users, 84% of y'all F with this film. So Delora, we've talked about everybody else's thoughts, but ours so far. What is your grade for senior year? Well, Ashley, here's the deal. Rabble isn't necessarily my favorite actress. (laughs) And I say this not to be mean by any means, but I've watched a lot of her projects. I guess I didn't appreciate uh, in the past her playing up being, you know, the chubby, funny girl. You know what I mean? It, get, it got old after a while. But I sent this to you when I finished the movie. This is one of my favorite Rebel Wilson. One of my favorite films from her. So I give this movie a B. I give it a B because it was fun. It was light. It was so much fun. Like it, it's on par with my favorite type of movie. Like this is one of my favorite types of movies. It's giving me never been kissed vibes. Mm-hmm. It's giving me 21 jump street, 22 jump street vibes. Um, and even elements of easy A. And I'll talk about that a little bit later, but it was fun. It was fun. Yes to easy A. Absolutely. (laughs) I also really enjoyed this film. I watched it probably really soon after it was released on like a Friday afternoon, which is one of my favorite times to watch stuff because you're like coming off of the week. It's always nice to see something that's a little kind of light. Exactly. And so I do really like Rebel, but I feel like is this the first time we've really gotten to see her star and have her own vehicle? And that was exciting to me because I was like, usually she's always in a support role. So I like the expansion on her gifts, essentially. She did that rom-com that didn't do well with uh, Priyanka Chopra. and Dang, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, I almost she heard, got yeah, in cause... trouble because she was on Ellen. She was like, this is the first plus size rom-com. And we're like, hold up. Queen, Queen Latifah is her yeah. name. Liam. Like, be... <clears throat> Liam was her love interest in that. Yes, You're yes. right. I did like that though. I forgot that was, about that, that movie. Fine, but I liked that controversy it. for what she said. People were like, "Don't I like and you see, to only." I don't. I'm sure I heard about it at the time, <laughs> but you know, I forgive you. You probably just talk about white women, so <laughs> it's all good. girl, girl. I guess you stand alone in that respect. Okay. Um, but I say all that to say, I give this film a B minus. It was funny. It was lighthearted with that early odd swag. I put in my notes because I really we appreciate exactly we so strongly appreciate. relate to this era. So enjoyed. Like our uh, turning red. Recap, exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. 
All right, guys, spoiler alert as we get into the good good of this film. So to your easy A reference, I love the fact that the film starts off with interview style, her speaking to us about the events that have unfolded, because that was definitely the way we started Easy A. And that is arguably one of my favorite movies I rewatch constantly. Me constantly. Too. We're <laughs> like, gonna have to recap the, it. You have no idea. This is literally the one of my comedy, favorite. the comedy and wit alone of her parents, yeah. that could have like just slays me every time. I laugh no every exactly. Like, I freaking love Stanley Tucci protect Stanley Tucci I know he had a cancer battle protect that man anyway let's get into it Stephanie our main character was a freshman in 1999 sounds like forever ago at this point we were wonder, worried about Y2K you remember that party like it's 19 where were you where were you for Y2K Delora where were you girl at church who you who you talking to <laughs> We were probably there since 10 or 9, praying all night, singing praise and worship <laughs> like we did every year. Oh, I'm hot. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. I, I was you. in bed. I was in bed because my mom had already fallen asleep. So I was like in bed, like worried, like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. But you know, in that, Did that, you really think that? Yes, I really, I was like, oh, this is it. This is probably going to be the end. Because you know, they had doomsday so much. We were young. I was like, I don't really know what's going to happen. We're probably going to die. I didn't think we were going to die. I just thought all technology was going to crash or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that was a big thing too. But no, I was yeah. like, oh, Oh, this is it this is the end and then the clock struck midnight and nothing happened I was like oh I'll keep watching the countdown videos I mean we're or currently whatever. in 2022 so yes exactly we made it <laughs> we made it but anyway Stephanie being a freshman in 99 desperate to be one of the popular cool kids in school after moving to America because she's Australian and I love that the popular hangout was the roller skating rink because I love to skate that was a big thing for me back in the day and Usher is really with these videos on Instagram so really exciting it. me again about He's skating so smooth oh my it. gosh you oh, don't even I just, I just showed my mom recently because again the reason why I've been talking about my mom a lot shout out to mom Hi, I've been mom visiting for like a month so she's been getting a lot of me lately I'm sure she loves it I hope so I hope so <laughs> I'm leaving tomorrow it's all good but yeah I, I just Usher has been getting me in my feelings so I'm ready to hit the roller skating rink again but I love this callback because it was a more innocent era without technology and all that stuff and it was really just about like having a good time hanging out with your friends did you have a hangout that you went to in high school no I mean I was you know I was on student council I was in symphonic band marching band um you know AP classes so I was always on the move you know what I mean and so I didn't really do a lot of hanging out because I was probably in somebody's meeting organizing somebody's event <laughs> taking over the world performing somewhere I was also in drama I did makeup for our, our stage plays and musicals girl I did everything so no I didn't hang out in one spot in particular <laughs> how about you <laughs> I can't say that I felt like we necessarily had at least not me because I don't feel like I was necessarily a cool kid like I was also like very focused on academics yeah. I was in an international honors program all Same. these things so it yeah. just wasn't like I, I, I felt like international I was part of the national you. society but yeah you were more fancy valedictorian <laughs> over there <laughs> I just felt like it wasn't my time yet to really step out and do those sorts of things oh, college and beyond yeah Duh. Like, there you I go and I yeah I started working at 16 <laughs> as well so you know yeah there was some there was a few things going on but I'm sure there were like cool hangouts or places that people even some of the clubs I think by high school people had started like kind of going out to so I'm sure there was I always hear people I'm sure there out. was and like I was the type of person that people knew me because I was active but not because I had the best clothes or I hung out with like the coolest people by any means um but yeah actually I was known for uh hanging out with my high school BFF what's what it do Mike um we were inseparable <laughs> and, and so much so that if 
we weren't together we knew where each other you know where they were and so people would always come to me like where's Mike or <laughs> come, come to Mike and be like where's Dolores and we're like why are you asking me so he was your Stephanie is what I'm hearing he was Ooh. your Stephanie love um, you Seth that was a, that was a, that was wrong of them to do that to you you had your own so identity sweet. he was so sweet yeah not really we were literally best friends and we it was never romantic although everybody wanted us to be together mm. <laughs> and he's not ugly he's actually quite handsome you hear um, that Mike you're not ugly great oh no no he'll, he'll crack up at this by the way but him today oh he's super super he's a looker for sure he had to grow. He, he had to grow into his looks. You know what I mean? We all, you know, that makes the best looking people. The All of us who had to grow into our looks because I was not a cute kid either. Anyway. Um, I doubt that, but okay. I was not. <laughs> Stephanie used magazines, to your point about being a magazine enthusiast, yes. to create the popular life of her dreams. And by senior year is the cheer captain, dating the most popular boy in school, Blaine, living her best life. Deanna Russo, former cheer captain and prom queen in 95, is living the dream life that Stephanie thinks she's going to inevitably get to. Dream house, she goes by it all the time, watches Deanna with her husband. Oh, it's just a dream. It's a vision. Who doesn't want to be cheer captain and prom queen and go on to live in the perfect two kids, what is it, a, a white fence, white picket fence lifestyle? Yeah. Uh, 2.5 children 2.5 which is always <laughs> weird because I guess that's the the pet but it always sounds like you're cutting one of your kids in half anyway completely oblivious Stephanie is to the love of her best friend Seth and Loki is using her other best friend Martha just for the perks such as her family lake house Delora to be honest as we started getting into the film I was really impressed that Stephanie had managed to set this goal and craft her life accordingly. I just was like, she could have used these powers for some real good. For good, but no, what she did, low-key, high-key, is, you know, the vision board and manifesting what exactly she wanted out of life. And to your point, very, what we would consider simple things <laughs> in terms of the overall meaning of life. However, she was killing her goals. I was she like, was. yes, ma'am. Yes, and ma over the course of three years, she had set her sights on these things. And she really, she, she made that ish happen. Any other impressions of Stephanie as we're getting into it? Uh, I actually put in my notes. I'm like, she's so obsessed with being popular. I just found that to be interesting. And, you know, we talked, we talked about this in other recaps being in a predominantly black school there are popular kids but in my school there wasn't a level of hierarchy that was so dismissive mm -hmm. to people who weren't popular if that makes mm -hmm. any sense yeah and, and so sometimes I wonder I'm like you know is this just Hollywood portraying one thing or is this how it is at like predominantly white schools or something like I don't know I don't either never been to them couldn't yeah. tell you, but that's a good, that's a good question because obviously these films and pop culture have such a big influence on our perceptions of things that yeah. it does seem like that, that this has to be how predominantly white schools operate. Some of our white audience and listeners, please let us know. We'd love please. to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So Stephanie's arch nemesis, Tiffany, who was previously dating Blaine and delivered burns like don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> which I love, which I love. <laughs> Sabotages Stephanie in a new choreography number she puts together for the cheerleading squad. And Stephanie takes a nasty fall that puts her in a 20 year coma. Delora, 20 years is a lot of life to miss. You know, if it wasn't a comedy, it would definitely be a horror horror story absolutely like, how depressing is this <laughs> you know what it was comparable comparable to me too is like being innocent and being sent to prison for some long period of time and you're stunted that was the equivalent to me and I was wow. like I would have come out ready to murder somebody wow y'all stole my life from me well 
again, this is a lighthearted comedy, but uh, there should have been some lawsuits and jail time for Tiffany. Girl. <laughs> and she had the nerve to look so shocked when she fell like a bag of dicks, as Stephanie says. <laughs> so when she does wake up, She's figuring out some things. She's seeing what's going on with her old classmates. Blaine is now running a car dealership and is married to Tiffany. Living in Stephanie's dream house, devastating. Martha is the high school principal and Seth is the librarian. They have to do my dude stuff like that. They have to do them like that. Her dad had kept her room the exact same for these past 20 years, never even canceled any of her magazine subscriptions, Laura, and also talked about considering freezing her head because <laughs> he couldn't afford the whole body. I'm surprised he could afford to keep her on that long, honestly. That is the question. How big was that hospital bill? Because you telling me they just kept her rent-free living in a room in the hospital for 20 years? Don't they at least get moved to a facility after so long? I thought that's kind of how that goes. Yeah, yeah. All those birthday cards, Seth delivers the old yearbook. They put it in memoriam, basically thinking she was already dead in it. That was a lot to digest. But Steph singularly focused when she gets back to this life. But, you know, it's giving me just like heaven that 2005 Reese, Reese Witherspoon movie with one of my favorite rom-com leads Mark Ruffalo she was barely in that coma, coma for like what two months and they were already talking about pulling the plug so like <laughs> it's like 20 years but yeah I guess just, part I of guess the joke part of the joke I get yeah, it and I and I think it's supposed to show probably the level of dedication that her father has who was the real her. MVP of this movie okay he's hilarious when we see him he's wearing a freaking blockbuster polo you know what I mean <laughs> so, we're gonna get to my favorite scene that comes up with prom with the dad okay because dad kills me <laughs> he's hilarious Stephanie is singularly minded when she gets back that you know what I gotta go back to school I gotta finish senior year I gotta get back the glory of high school and again Martha her old BFF is principal so she convinces Martha hey there's only a month left that's basically the same amount of time I was gone for let me come back and finish and Martha lets this nearly 40 year old grown woman come back to school Delora if you had just come out of a coma put yourself in Stephanie's shoes what do you think your priorities would be? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. The way this part of the story went, it's pretty much, let's pick up where we lost off. We were getting ready for prom. I'm getting ready to, you know, live the life I want, which again, is heartbreaking if you really think about it in real life terms. Absolutely heartbreaking. 20 years taken away from you. Wow devastating and I think it is because it's the comedy that I didn't dwell on it because again it, it's devastating to think about what all she could have done and accomplished from 17 to 37 right right it's a right. long long time but that is the joke right this grown-ass woman reliving her 17 year old self exactly all the boats <laughs> but I was just like you have a lot to to read and learn and figure out and you're more it's concerned with going back to try to be prom queen in high school like okay all right cool let's do it so despite her wardrobe not changing a lot of other things sure have. The biggest for Steph being the elimination of prom queen. Students can petition to bring it back per Martha. So Steph, of course, starts a petition and she makes a couple new friends along the way, Yaz and Janet. Tiffany's daughter, Brie, is now the most popular girl in school, but she is more concerned with her brand and her man. Cheerleaders no longer have a Ooh, captain. That's adorable, by the way. They were so cute together. So cute. I like, really, really liked them. Just yeah. in general, but also yeah. the couple. Same. Cheerleaders no longer have a captain, do stunts, dances, or cheer for the teams. It was actually a lot to try for me to process. I don't know if there are any schools that exist like this, but I'm not sure what the point of having cheerleaders is. 
Well, it's it was cracking me up. I put in my notes. I'm like, oh, it's the everyone gets a trophy culture. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know what I mean? But it, it went even beyond that. Think about the cheers they were doing, talking about consent and wait, 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 wait. the environment. Turtles are choking on plastic straws. <laughs> like Martha, what you've taken this doing. too far with the hand movements and the head oh my goodness hilarious and they were so serious so funny and part of it had to do with martha and part of it had to do with brie who again due to her influence had previously called cheerleaders anti-feminist yeah so they had to pivot but like the dolphin display at school with the used (gasps) tampons too far (laughs) too far brie is Again, this is giving me, you know, 21 Jump Street vibes of like walking into this new culture. It's not as toxic or patriarchal as the 80s and 90s. It's like everyone, you know, can have painted nails (laughs) and, you know. And boys wear dresses. And boys wear dresses and no one bats an eye. Um, And again, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill Hill. amazing but um it just was giving me those vibes of like what is going on here and like all they were talking about in that movie is like oh save the environment and this any other and it's like how genuine is it because at the end of the day they're still very mean people you know what I mean it's something to that stereotypical popular person that it's like well, we're doing this for good, but it's all for show. How true are these people's intentions? This is just the latest thing that's worth doing. Kind of like when celebrities all started adopting international babies. You know what I mean? (laughs) All about the optics. (laughs) But obviously to your point about this new era that Stephanie is being introduced to, she also gets introduced to technology, AKA smartphones and Instagram. And she loves it right because she realizes it's just a popularity contest but for the whole world the whole world what did you think of her dance number along with some of the other kids to Britney Spears crazy first of all that moment was for us because (laughs) that little snippet was not going to be enough we needed the entire recreation and chorus of that song and can I say Janet is fierce mm-hmm. like she was whipping the hair I, girl that's why she goes by one name in real life in real life she knows she already knows but I loved it because I watched it twice like like in the same city I rewound it because I was singing all the words to it Drive Me Crazy was one of my favorite teen movies back in the day. Melissa yes! Joan Hart, yes! who was like BFFs with Britney Spears at the time. And they had that, like, I just, oh, it brought me so much joy. Video Such was everything. nostalgia. And I'm pretty sure I watched the behind, the making of that video and everything. Oh, because that was the era of yes. making the video. Absolutely. That's why we probably love, you know, behind the scenes because, they gave it to us. Cribs making the video. Um, what, what's the popular MTV? Like, this is not my, you don't know my whole life. Diary. Story. Diary. Girl. Girl. We were given all the things back in the day. You it was a great era of time. You but for, I'm sorry for the kids who do not have the appreciation for this moment because it was everything for us. All right. It was for us. It was <laughs> Blaine wanted that old thing back after Steph's remix of a cheer routine. Is Justin Hartley typecast or is he always just playing versions of himself? Of the same person. I literally put this in my notes, Ashley. I was like, why is he still taking the hot guy role when you know he's on This Is Us? You know he and Milo was vying for you know the awards like sterling k brown randall was just a better character (laughs) randall is everyone's favorite first of all sterling k brown is everything how you doing cousin okay (laughs) so for me 
his character on This Is Us, it was hard to connect with him anyway because he was that hot guy, right? And so why, 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 when you have the opportunity to do something different, you, is this for the check at this point? Like we get the muscles, we get the face and the jawline, but he's going to be typecast if he doesn't get out this vicious circle, unless he just wants the check. So that's what I put the question there. You know, I think he's trash because of everything that had happened Girl. with Rochelle, which we Girl. talked about. But I am wondering as an actor, like, is he going to find expansive opportunities after This Is Us is over? I don't know. Yeah. And you because, know, God don't like ugly. So, you well, know. you know, Kevin definitely is my least favorite character on the show. Girl. And for me, it's not Girl. even just about the way he looks. His character lacks no. depth. His character has oh. always lacked depth. Well, that's what I was alluding to. It had nothing to do with his looks. It, it's about him being yeah, the no, guy in I'm Hollywood. Not, yeah, I'm not to... speaking to your comments. I'm just oh, saying yeah, that yeah. really is the reason for me that for of all the characters, I just never felt a connection to him because he didn't really have anything to feel connected to. You know what Correct. I'm saying? Correct. And then his personal life overshadowed that. So now it's like, I really didn't care. Well, actually that's why I'm so behind on This Is Us. I'm, I'm so behind because of that. I have not been able to get back in it. For the love of all the rest of the cast, and I'm gonna, it's gonna be a hidden gem for me. Mandy Moore blew me away this season. She was really? everything this season. Incredible. She deserves some awards. She was incredible. Um, you know, I, I don't, I can't say I really care if Justin Hartley is typecast, but I will say that this did not help because he definitely played this character who you didn't really like. He was coming no. after Stephanie, even though he was a married man. Yes. You find out that he really did overlap with Tiffany and Stephanie back in the day. Even yep. though Stephanie said, I'm not trying to cheat with you. And he was being very inappropriate after that little cheer number as a dad sitting in the audience. Well, actually, he had a maximum of maybe 10 lines in the whole movie, which is another thing where I'm like, why are you using again prime time television royalty crown jewel of nbc this is us you're one of the stars and you take this film and you literally have nothing to say but grunts and showing your abs like i don't get it I don't maybe get it. he just wanted to work with this batch of comedians zoe um, sam rebel you know that's possible i mean he did he did bad moms and that was another comedic role where he is yeah the hot guy so you know he had more lines in that one though so to me i don't know i don't think so i don't know it's it's an interesting career move it just seems like a check (laughs) easy check at this point it might be and you know netflix when netflix calls i'm sure a lot of people answer that call so it might be but let's move on stephanie blew up as an instagram influencer received a bunch of freebies gave them out of school she's back to living her best life she's checking off all the things on her list of getting back to her life that she lived pre-coma right she's in a good place and then martha delivers some truth bombs reveals that Stephanie was not very good to them back in high school, right? They did not share the same experience. She was miserable. She was hiding her true self, her true sexuality. Seth had a major crush and she just basically used their affection to make the other people jealous. Did you feel like in this moment, this was an aha for Stephanie or she just kind of took it and was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry to hear that. She's a 17-year-old girl in the head. She did not absorb any of that because, again, what were her priorities? Popularity, (laughs) Uh, notoriety, and beating freaking uh, Tiffany. Like, it didn't process. It didn't absorb. I was disappointed because, again, we are looking at a grown woman. I was disappointed because I was like, it's one thing to be oblivious because no one's ever said this to you. But now that it's been said to you, you should take a minute and digest it. You should give it a little more thought because clearly this is someone who has stuck by your side. She was at the hospital when you woke up. Okay, that's true friendship right there. Absolutely. And you're you're not really taking what she's saying into consideration. So she asked Seth out, but initially it was literally only to make Blaine jealous, this grown married man. But yeah. her, 
these games that she's playing 17 year old girl that it a got, grown ass man it got see. really awkward there it got really <laughs> awkward not gonna lie that was an uncomfortable scene even tiffany cussing out the woman in front of her i was like this is yeah this is a lot this was a lot and zoe i've never despised zoe before until this role I've always loved her. Really? I've I always know loved her. your show called The After Party. Yes, The After Party on Apple. She was just on. Actually, her and Sam. So mm-hmm. this is a reunion of them together because they were just on that. Was not the greatest series, but I was right. There's some truths that Stephanie herself reveals during this outing with Seth, which is ultimately her desire for popularity and prom queen really all stemmed from her desire to get over her misery surrounding her mother's death because that's something I haven't mentioned that um, before she got into the coma her mother had passed away her mother seemingly had cancer and had died and Stephanie really got fueled by it in order to try to find happiness to create this life and this lifestyle for her because her mother used to always say things like oh if you dream it or you think about it you're that's the life you can have and she used to be so dismissive so when Stephanie kind of reveals this to you, was this like a, you understand and you feel a little more empathy for her character about her motivations? Because one could say up until this point, she just seemed very vapid. I'll go ahead and say, yeah. Yeah, it did. Because it explained the drive that she had for what seemed like frivolous goals but in some ways it was her focusing on something instead of dwelling on the death and grief of losing her mother you know what I mean like what they say it's a trauma response to throw yourself into work or you know whatever you're putting your hands to during emotional uh, trying emotional moments so yeah, I thought this was the sweetest date. <laughs> um, even though it started off rough, but Seth still had fun, which was which was nice to see. But yeah. I agree that this gave me a different view because I couldn't tell how she necessarily took her mother's death. We only got to see little snippets of things like her mother already having a prime dress for her, seeing her in a scene with her mother sitting at the mirror and already kind of talking about feeling like she was ugly and this, this and that. So I wasn't sure, but it definitely made a lot of sense and um, gave me a lot of empathy for the character. Cause I was like, think about, again, we've talked about this in multiple recaps. There's usually a lot going on behind the scenes within people that we just are not aware of. Yeah. And it it provides so much grace to get a a window into people's souls. Mm -hmm. Tiffany forces Brie to get prom king and queen reinstated so that Brie can beat Stephanie. She has not changed at all. At all, Delora. This was very disappointing to me because when... Stephanie first woke up and went to the house and had that interaction with Tiffany. I was like, maybe Tiffany is changed and maybe she will be a better person and feel some sort of remorse for robbing this woman of 20 years of life. The first thing that she said, Ashley, was, I can't believe you didn't stick that landing. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. And also this dynamic with her daughter was very upsetting was very upsetting was offended when someone said that she was just like her mother yes like no I am not no definitely not like my mother and we see that Brie even though she does get it reinstated she ends up withdrawing at prom because Tiffany tries to sabotage it and overstuff the ballot so Stephanie finally gets her moment this choreographed routine that she does with a prom king I'm like how long did we rehearse this how 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 did this happen I put that in my notes I was like this dance oh my gosh I love that she lifted him that cracked me up (laughs) and they got a chance to play the song that she wanted because that was the big thing in the beginning of the movie exactly um and when I was watching the interviews uh to this movie on E in particular I guess she had a 
body double for her booty. <laughs> oh, that was a body double. Okay. Yeah, uh, especially with the the first cheer um, dance with, a, you know, the booty shaking, the twerking. Yeah, she had a body double for that. So that was kind of funny to me. Got it. The after prom party at Martha's Lake House did not go as planned, given the fact that Stephanie had not asked for permission 20 years after she originally received it from Martha. And then Petty Tiffany called the cops because she couldn't get over the fact that everybody went to the lake house versus coming to her house because they had Steve Aoki ready to DJ and put on a show. This, I think, was the catalyst for me asking the question before about did she listen to Martha? Because clearly nothing sank in that she still did this. She still did it behind Martha's back. She wasn't thinking about the consequences. She trashed the house. Just the complete disregard at your big age. 70-year-old thinking. Stunted. Stunted. A little bit love the Alicia Silverstone cameo that we get which we talked about as Deanna Russo I was incredibly impressed with this and how they tied it together because I'm like 90s icon exactly share it should have the perfect life it's share absolutely and she comes at such a pivotal point in the story yes when because, she had no one left to lean on. She yeah. Was, yes. And she needed that final dose of reality because Stephanie is still think, looking at with rose colored glasses about the possibilities once, you know, she fulfills this checklist of things. And Deanna's like, what dream life? I was left without a, a husband when he left me for some 20 something year old. Um, I didn't have go and get go to college and get a degree. I wasn't able to support myself X, Y, and Z. So now she's doing all these things at her older age that she's now in because she's a Lyft or Uber driver. Um, And it was just a wake-up call for, I think, Stephanie to realize that even if I accomplish all these things on my bucket list, that obviously does not mean that I'm going to have a good life or a happy life or what have you. All those goals she had set out were truly superficial in the fact that they they weren't going to secure success. So I have a question for you, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Do you have the same goals as your 17-year-old self? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. At 17, I was trying to really figure out what I was ultimately going to do with my life because yeah. up until that point, I thought I was going to go into medicine. Oh, yeah. And then I made a major shift because I was like, I don't think I can do this for the rest of my life. So I was very undecided about a lot of things. And, um, you know, my biggest goals were more academic based and just doing my best in those ways. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily, I didn't have the, I didn't have the long game figured out. So my goals have definitely shifted. What about yours? I was always focused. Like I was focused at a very young age we've talked about this I was a serious child so much so that my little boyfriend from eighth grade was surprised that I didn't go to U of M because I was like in middle school I was like I'm going to U of M I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do that and I kept most of those goals they were very general at this point although I thought I was going to go to U of M I ended up going to Bowling Green State University let's go Falcons you all gave me the most money (laughs) indeed (laughs) but you know, finish college. That was always a goal. And uh, to be in the corporate world, I think that that was my general understanding of what my life was going to be. But um, we've had this conversation, you know, now being a woman in my thirties, a woman, (laughs) you know, it's one of those things where there are certain aspects in like my career or something like that, that little Dora would be so proud of that me, Delora, now is like, yeah. <laughs> do I really want that? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, you live and you learn. That's why I said, I mean, I don't know if anybody's goals are necessarily the same. I think some people know so definitively what they want to do career-wise, but I think yeah. there's so many other facets of life that you don't realize how impactful all of that stuff is until you reach certain ages, right? Because yeah. your quality of life 
is very important. And that is not just about the job you choose. That's about so many other factors of life. And then you have goals just with, yeah. Macro of things, not even just the micro, but macro of our world. (laughs) But you also have goals that are so much more tied into your health and into mental wealth and wellness. And, you know, there's just so many other things that once you're really in the adulting space, you start setting goals and thinking about. So, I mean, not to say that any of those things weren't valid. I think they're all valid as you go through life, but I think things, yeah, just, just change and morph as they need to. And hopefully as long as you're not hopefully disappointing your 70 year old, 70 year old self, which I know I'm not, I'm I'm good to go. So, and you know, what's that Ali quote, like, you know, the, something about a man's age at one age versus an older age and if he's the same um he's just wasted that many years of life I'm really jacking up this quote but it essentially is talking about you should evolve absolutely life's about growth exactly to kind of round out the film Stephanie does an IG live which is what we started the film with to apologize make amends, let everybody know what she, you know, really has been going through. Tiffany also pops up to apologize and to make amends with her daughter who was not really messing with her until she did what she needs to do and issue her own mea culpa. We end on Stephanie's choreographed routine from back in high school that they performed at graduation as an homage because she had a tape that she put in the high school archives. (laughs) back in the day so that people would always be able to remember it and do it do you think her audacity though she had a lot of audacity do you think that you could have recreated that number given the fall because I cringe my way through first of all the fact that she approached it with zero hesitation which is necessary when you do flips and stuff like that um <laughs> reminding me of Jerika's conversation of uh, doing the hurdles is like you have to attack the hurdles you can't second guess it no no way no <laughs> why would I even you know but again 17 year old who knows you know you're allowed to bump your head a couple of times when you're that young girl not if I'd been out of commission for 20 years 20 I mean years. I was her dad like I breathed a sigh of relief when that was over I was like woof. You are better than me. You take that when you fall, get back up to a whole nother level, Stephanie. <laughs> so good for you. Good for you, sis. Delora, any final thoughts? Because we also have the fun kind of scenes at the end with the cast, everything. I always love those. It was like they had a blast making this film. Love that for you guys. Any final thoughts on senior year? Final thoughts on senior year one of my favorite jokes is when they were going to do the cheer routine at the PTA meeting and they gave her a USB and she's like thank you for this computer tampon that (laughs) was hilarious to me okay and another heartfelt moment is when she had the heart to heart with her father and he was like I absolutely count because she was doing the, oh, you don't count. Oh, you don't count. And I was like, sis, this man has kept you alive for 20 years. He has already lost his wife. You are all that he has. He absolutely counts because they were talking about who was going to be sitting at graduation. What a powerful message that he gave. Just the idea that why would you waste time trying to impress the people who don't care about you. The people who care about you are the only people who matter. Exactly. And that's something, again, that comes for most with age and maturity. Yes, yes. You spend, you, you spend, expending too much energy on strangers, sis. My final one I forgot to bring up was the prom situation with Seth and the dad. Oh, when yeah. he was waiting for her to come down. And he asked him, did he want a beer? He was like, sure, a beer. Yeah. So you going to drink and drive with my, with my child? Oh, we're not. I'm not driving. We're taking a lift. Oh, so you're trying to take advantage of my daughter? Do you have a condom? No, I don't have a condom. You don't have a condom. Do you want me to sleep with your daughter? What did you what? say to me? <laughs> like that whole scene. Uh, it was like, do you want me to sleep with your daughter? 
that whole scene about took me out. Like the dad was comic gold. Seth is always Sam Richardson is always comic gold. Yes. Going even back to Veep, which was one of my first introductions to him. He's hilarious. But man, that was one of my favorite scenes. What'd you just say to me? Like, I want to know what he does for a living though because again he was wearing a blockbuster polo so i'm like how did he afford to keep this girl alive i don't know what daddy does but he held it down all right that's it for our recap of senior year guys we hope you enjoyed the film we hope you enjoyed the recap feel free to leave us some comments leave us some info let us know how you enjoyed it via social or email or however else you want to reach us we're here jalora what you got for hidden gems this week Yes. And really quick for that Ali quote, it's, it goes like this, a man who views the world the same at 50 as he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. Mm. So there's that. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) All right. Hidden gems. So the first one, it is a YouTube channel by PBS because they're the GOAT, of course. And they have different, different themed channels. And this one in particular is called Storied, S-T-O-R-I-E-D. Basically, it's a channel, and I'm reading this from The About, is home for arts and humanities shows from PBS Digital Studios. And for the most part, they explore, they explore art, culture, mythology, and much more. So the videos I've watched that I really enjoyed um, is under Fate and Fable. This one titled How Isis Brought Her True Love Back from the Dead, and that talks about Egyptian gods. Um, This other one, The Fates, Greek mythology's most powerful deities. Um, again, Greek mythology. I love all of this stuff. So a lot of fun. And then uh, they have just a lot of other types of themed videos. It's called It's Lit and they explore everything from the Harlem Renaissance to um, Ernest Hemingway to Anne Rice. And then this other one called Monstrum. And this one's pretty cool because uh, one of the videos that I enjoyed is called why the dragon is central to Chinese culture. And it really explores like scary things um, in literature. You can gig out with me um, (laughs) and and watch um, this YouTube channel. My second hidden gem is a coming of age romance uh, series on Netflix. It's called Hearts stopper is based in Britain it's about two young men one is openly gay the other one is the popular rugby player and we watch or we live through Charlie Springs eyes um sweet sweet kind boy and him crushing on a hetero you know sports jock and whether or not they're gonna be able to have a relationship or not it has a a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm so excited because as everyone knows I love a good rom-com and romance story and I feel like they're really making a comeback and it's probably because we need love in the world that we live in right now (laughs) but indeed it is eight episodes it came out in April it's based on um, a gra- uh, not graphic, based off a comic. It, it's just such a sweet story and worth a watch. So that's all I have today, Ashley. How about you? All right. I will run through mine. I had already mentioned my Mandy Moore hidden gem. This is the final season of This Is Us. I literally just watched the series finale today. Mandy Moore deserves her flowers this season. She acted her ASS off. And if she does not win somebody's Emmy, somebody something, she's she was robbed. Because to give the breadth of time that Rebecca spans, even over the course of the series so far, but especially this last season and everything that she and the family go through, um, she was magnificent. 
Wow. And that's, that's really all I have to say. She was magnificent to bring out even the emotion that you'll feel towards Rebecca this season is she was exceptional. Really? So Mandy Moore hidden gem number one, final season of this is us hidden gem. Number two, the valet on Hulu. This was one that was just very silly, lighthearted rom-com really long though. It didn't feel long. Maybe it was the mood I was in. It didn't feel long. I stuck with it. But our guy, Mr. V from CODA yep. was the star alongside Samara Weaving. Um, and it was, you know, again, one of those like an overboard type or uh, even Notting Hill where it was like yep. the yep. superstar and the everyday person, even um the, the beauty and the, the baker. Thank you. Which I would love yep. to call the ABC. beautician and the beast. Because remember that movie back <laughs> in the day? Yeah. Yep. Anyway. So yeah, it was another one of those types of tales. But with some with some other things kind of going on in the mix, like it really emphasized yeah. love of family and all these various things. And it was interesting. I and enjoyed friendship. it. And friendship. It was a good one. The valet on Hulu. Check it out. My final is just a couple of Chicago restaurants that I enjoyed while I was out of town. One is an authentic, wonderful Italian restaurant called Sophie. It's on Dearborn Street. I feel like my waiter, Albine, was everything. <laughs> he was my waiter. He was uh, the bartender. He literally walked us through the menu, talked about all his favorites. Like It was just such a great experience for a restaurant, especially in terms of service, in terms of the food, everything. I tried truffles for the first time, which were amazing oh fun. it was just such a good experience and I love Italian Italian it's my absolute favorite Mine so too. Sophie Dearborn Street Chicago check it out and then my last restaurant was not my last and I enjoyed everything I ate to be honest 14 Parish was a great one Jamaican restaurant over in Hyde Park um, again, great service. Uh, one of the owners came and talked to us and made sure we had a great time. We went for brunch and I am a brunch loving person. So they yes. are available for all the things, but brunch in particular was really good. I had a jerk wrap, Ugh, fire, enjoyed all of my dining experiences, but those two restaurants I wanted to point out in particular that were really, really good. So those are my hidden gems for this week as well, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us and listening to another episode. We'll be back on Thursday with our usual headlines and hot topics. Delora, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. Guys, we'll I love see you. you. Love in you the, too. In the world that we live in, I want you to know I love you. My I friend. love you too. And I feel it. And I'm sending it right back to you. And I'm sending it to all of our lovely listeners around the world. We appreciate you guys. And we hope so you much. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. Bye.